Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical podcast with Jen and Lou. And today we're going to talk about the uh, full moon in Scorpio that is on May the 7th, 2020 at 11.46 a.m. UTC, which is London time. And this full moon happens to be on Jen's birthday and my mum's. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny that I do a podcast with uh, somebody with the same birthday as my mom. But anyway, um, <laughs> Jen, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. Jen Dishen, uh, jendishen.com. Uh, I'm the creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards. I'm an Akashic uh, reader, healer, teacher. Uh, and I guide my clients to play in the field of their free will, of their soul's choice. And I'm Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And I am an astrologer and writer, and I help my clients create a life that is wildly free, untethered, and both extra and non-ordinary. And um, before we look at the astrology and the numbers and do our normal thing, um, I'm going to do a bit of housekeeping. We have a Patreon, um, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical. For $3 a month, you can support our work. And we're getting towards the point where we'll start doing some patron only uh, content. So we'd appreciate any support anybody can do for less than a price of coffee for a month. And we have email, an email where we take questions. We don't have any uh, this um, episode, but it's weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail.com. Also reviews. If you uh, love our podcast, we appreciate any and all reviews on iTunes, even if you listen elsewhere. Uh, reviews are where it's at and gets the podcast more um more attention also we have the youtube channel weirdly magical podcast so um subscribers on there again they help get more uh, visibility for the podcast so um on that note i think we'll just dive in and look at the cards so do you want to go first this time jen sure so i actually pulled two cards so the First one I think we I pulled before was the key. It was last time. It's so interesting. The key here's the key, but the uh, and then the actual soul portal thirty two, which for those people who can't see it is it's a salt background or people think of it as water. It's actually salt. It's a field of salt with mounds of salt, and there's a doorway like a kind of. Um, a Thai-looking doorway going into water, a little boat, an Egyptian boat in the distance, and then the figure is holding a, uh, what do you call that, a um, stick. Uh, and in the front, there's the, there's kind of like a temple and uh, a, what looks like the reflection, which is actually not the reflection, but it's like the deeper energy mm-hmm. and this is very much about um rediscovering or discovering who you are or looking deeper mm-hmm. uh, it's a card of healing 
being in that space of letting go of maybe what you believed was true or maybe looking at truths in a different way, discovering new things uh, and being aware of the different layers of life. So what we see or who we think we are is not always uh, what is true and certainly not always what's true for us. So this card really is about entering that space of um, connecting to your soul or the truth of who you are that goes beyond what people say or what you think or what the social norm is. So very much the depth of your truth, the depth of um, kind of your why, what you value, uh, what you want to cultivate. And it's a 32. So that's uh, the number is about freedom and this is about the kind of spiritual freedom in your physical environment like how would you free yourself from what is out in the world or what you believe or what you program to believe mm. and it is a scorpio uh, for me in which um i always think of scorpio as the deepest of water signs so right. you said going deep and <laughs> water signs are very much about self-reflection as well um Scorpio in in relationship to all that is other, you know, um, so very um, in alignment with um, what I think is going to be a very deep full moon. To be honest, I think it's going to involve a lot of deep thinking, a lot of deep um, reflection, as I said. So, yeah, and the card I pulled, and interesting, you pulled the key as well. And when we look at the astrology, Chiron. Um, the key to healing the symbol is the key is um pretty activated in the chart for the full moon so so we have him too and we'll talk about that but the card i pulled was the four <laughs> <laughs> it was one of my favorite cards actually because it's the it's really the principle of um having no fear and and it's kind of that that peak experience of ecstasy and being prepared to kind of embrace everything and nothing <laughs> so, there's a lovely quote with the full card in the book that um that i use with these cards and it's from the bhagavad gita and it's fear not what is not real never was and never will be what is real always was and cannot be destroyed so it's really it's really all about um just embracing the nothing and the all which is very scorpio full moon to my mind as well anyway it's um i'll just hold it nearer so for those that yes can, it's the, very much you know the the fool has it has it kind of does this kind of lasso effect around himself but there's the butterfly of transformation it's 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 a very transformative card it's um it's not a foolish card at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you play the fool or you embrace that idea of the fool, that is transformation. Yeah, because uh, in the olden days, the fool was the one, the only one who could mock the king, right, without yeah. dying. So yeah, that was the the doorway or the transformation. And I actually think it's interesting if you just hold your cord and line up just for a minute that both of them are speaking about the same things in different ways, like about letting go and going deeper, um, 
Mm-hmm. And the backgrounds are kind of the similar coloring, not of course with the, and I'm just yeah. noticing it's got like a tiger. What is that? There's a, a, the tiger's kind of biting his leg. Yeah. Right, right. It's a, but it's kind of laughing off all the things that right, right. bedevil yeah. you in a way. It's, you know. Right, exactly. It's kind of that opening up of being free. So, yeah, I think this is it, looking beyond at what's true for you. So, you know, finding the the freedom and the joy in being um, kind of just that expansive energy of just letting go of what... Uh, I'd never noticed before as well, though, that the fool in this deck, at least, is standing like the Vitruvian man does. Oh, right, exactly, exactly, with the five-star yeah. energy and... Mm-hmm. You know, it's really very much this kind of stretch of awakening. Like, this mm-hmm. is where I am. And, you know, I actually see this card, the 32, the Salt Portal 32, to me is also in that sense of that awakening, mm-hmm. that awareness of, oh, what I've been focused on and doing isn't what's real, isn't what's true. So how do I get to the um, the depth, you know, that treasure within that, so, uh, yeah. that I seek, right? The true goal. I have number five card and the five pointed star on my card, which of course is the Venus cycle, but <laughs> that's going down a whole other path. <laughs> the ruler plus moon. So. Yeah, the, the Venus, well, Venus rules the sun. Yeah, which is. Yeah, a, I mean, sun, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And Venus also rules Libra, which um, is where Juno is. And so let me talk a little bit about what's going on in the chart for those that can't see it and then we'll dive into kind of what we think of it so the the actual full moon is at 17 degrees and 20 minutes of scorpio opposing the sun in taurus at the same degree the sun is conjunct mercury uh, mercury's at 20 degrees of taurus the two of them are in a sextile aspect to neptune in pisces which is also at 20 degrees. Juno, um, I mentioned, is in Venus ruled Libra and is um, almost in exact opposition to Chiron and Aries. So we'll talk about that. Um, Venus is at her station point um, in square to that Neptune. Um, so she's going to station retrograde. So this new this full moon is on May the 7th. Um, just before that, two days before, the lunar nodes shift back into um, Sagittarius and Gemini. Um, And then right after the um, full moon, uh, we've also got Saturn stationing retrograde on May the 11th, Venus stationing retrograde on May the 13th, uh, Jupiter stationing retrograde on May the 15th, and Pallas Athena stationing retrograde on May the 17th. Um, so by the time we get to the next, the beginning of the next lunar cycle, we'll have so much retrograde energy because Pluto, um, we're recording this on the 23rd and Pluto's stationing retrograde on the 25th. So we'll have one, two, three, four, four planets um, having turned retrograde plus um, plus Pallas Athena, the asteroid. So not only do we have the energy of the chart, we've got all this um, retrograde energy starting that's going to take us into a whole different place. And the nodes shifting signs um, for about a year and a half 
period they're going to be in gemini and sagittarius which means the eclipses are going to be in gemini and sagittarius pretty much for the next year and a half so we've got an awful lot of change coming our way <laughs> so jen do you want to, to talk about what you see in terms of the numerology i think that's pretty exciting because we have the 17 the sun and moon at 17 degrees uh, 17 degrees and 20 minutes which i find that fascinating we have the 20 there just as a reminder that we're in the 2020 year this is a year about relationships it's about connecting uh, it's about uh, coming to uh, the reality of who we are and what we want to focus on going forward the number 17 is a very powerful number because it is um, about success it's about uh, and success in the on a soul level not just the physical success uh, it is the number of leaving a legacy so it's a reminder this is a really important time that how we travel this time what we focus on what we think about what we kind of put value on is um, kind of what we're setting into stone uh, so really um, important that this number 17 is, which makes an eight, is about combining our wisdom, our inner knowing, our connection to source and to the earth with our focus or intentional idea about who we are, like how we are in our physical body and combining that spiritual energy to create the success or the focus. And I just want to re-emphasize here that when we think about success, especially now in the time of COVID, is this idea that, you know, we've had an idea of success that it meant that we had um, maybe a certain amount of money or we had standing in the world, etc. And knowing that none of that matters now because we are pioneering a new time. So just forget about thinking about <laughs> that proves I've proven that I'm successful or I've got to keep climbing that mountain. So this moon is actually in the fertility of what is uh, coming, in the kind of uh, blossoming of what is being born right now, we will create new seeds. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that this is the energy of going forward. So very exciting. It is also very, um, you know, destiny oriented. This is our destiny. This is our focus. This is what we want to leave a legacy about. Mm -hmm. um, and what's also interesting, this is on a seven day. So I talked a little bit about in terms of what the seven is so important because it is our spiritual path, our connection to uh, where we want to go. It's about researching, reflecting, going inward. So it's very uh, um, interesting that this uh, is falling on this day when that's so important about the, um, the um, moon. Uh, yes, about the uh, moon being in Scorpio and all of these retrogrades that are coming up that we are actually going backwards to rethink about things that we may have thought we had decided on or that were complete. Uh, so we have that seven, which is embracing our wisdom, reflecting on what we've done, changing our minds, because we have a lot of that energy about how we need to change our minds, change the way we think release all programming, just kind of let go of a lot of the things that we have kind of relied on to be 
true and are obviously not true because lots of people don't know the answers now. We are discovering that none of us really know anything, right? We are like starting like children or babies all over again, moving through the space as if we know nothing. We're coming back to that point of knowing nothing. So what will we do? And that makes me think of the cards that we pulled. Like it's that same story. You come back to nothing. I know nothing. I can risk everything because I know nothing. So mm. I can't say whether it's good or bad, dangerous or not dangerous. I just have to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also what is interesting is May is a nine universal month. It's a five usual month. So five is May is the like kind of break point. We have the, uh, all of these energies, the flowering of you in the Northern hemisphere about the, the summer starting to kind of activate the field, uh, the field of fertility. And uh, so it's a nine universal month. So we have the seven, eight, and nine that I activated, which I think is pretty exciting because this kind of puts us in that space of recognizing what is it that I want to be or how I want to kind of fulfill myself in a new way, given the freedom that we're now being given. Because if everything's collapsed and it's no longer true, then what will we create Mm -hmm. going forward? And uh, you said about this, the seven, um, because it's seven day, but we have Uranus and Chiron both at seven degrees of Aries and Taurus. They've, they're kind of tracking together at the moment, uh, pretty much before they uh, start to shift after retrogrades. And um, in previous lunations, they've been at six and five, but now now they're at seven on this seven day. And they're both change agents. Um, Chiron is, you know, how can I change in Aries is about how to change and um, change myself. <laughs> you know, in Aries is all about healing the, uh, the, the I am kind of principle in relation to all that is. It's what can I do differently? What can I bring to it? What action can I take? And then Uranus in Taurus has been kind of rocking um, our whole world with our kind of financial institutions and things, they still seem to be holding up, but grad, it still feels very unsteady. You know, it's, um, are we going to go into a um, complete depression or are our food supply chains going to be disrupted and all that kind of thing? Or are we going to actually think differently? And Jen talked about that. There's an awful lot in this whole chart and moving forward about really changing how we think changing how we look at things um learning new things are we going to actually kind of look to completely change how uh, our whole system works and i think these retrogrades this year all kind of coming together (laughs) venus ruling this the sun on this lunation and ruling the new moon that we've just had that started the lunar cycle is entering her once in 19 um, months um, retrograde in the sign of her esoteric rulership but she's also going to be connected with the nodes and um, activating some of the um, spots that uh, the eclipses will be at it's it's this year's all about change it's all about changing direction about rethinking everything that we knew as jen said um 
One of my favourite things on this chart is uh, that, and I think I mentioned it last time, is that the asteroid Juno is, apart from the moon, which moves around the whole chart once every uh, just over 28 days, she is the only planetary body that of the main ones that we look at um, on one hemisphere uh, and the others are all on the other hemisphere after the lunar nodes. And she's kind of holding up the whole chart in Libra um, where she actually um, is associated with, if not rulership. And this is all about, you know, our sacred marriage to each other, really, and about bringing this balance, this harmony. And Juno um, was about the rights of women and um, of children, but also of uh, all, really all the kind of oppressed peoples. And here she is in this chart opposing Chiron. Really, kind of, that's the spine of this, even though you, we would normally look at the full moon that opposition I find to be really kind of balancing out the whole chart if you look at it and um, Chiron uh, sorry Juno is in an inconjunct aspect to that Uranus that I talked about as well because of that so there's a lot of breaking free of the whole old patterns old ways of beings I tend to find Scorpio full moons to be a huge huge release <laughs> because it's deep water i've had a literal flooded basement on a, a scorpio full moon but if you feel a bit like a big release of water like a dam breaking scorpio uh, full moons tend to feel like that there's often literal floods but uh, but this is talking about emotionally as well and it's a purging um, energy and the aspect the fact that it's all tied in with neptune in pisces another very uh, strong water energy as well with Neptune ruling Pisces it, um, kind of um, exacerbates this purging feel to this it feels like we're going to have one almighty kind of whoosh in <laughs> on this full moon or around this full moon <laughs> so that's right. me. yes well I think that's really fascinating because of course with the purging the word that came up through when you were talking earlier was uh insufferable right so mm. it's like the things that we have considered insufferable like the things we have suffered through that we mm. are angry about um or feel victimized about um or feel like we need to really push down on and insist on having our way like all of that stuff is starting to rise and um it feels like, you know, it's like when what happens when you get uh, um, like food poisoning or something, mm. like all of that stuff coming up. Um, and it's our deepest um, energies. When you think about Scorpio in terms of that, our deepest um, desires, our deepest angers, our deepest, um, the things we have suffered over and over again and um, put up with, that all of that sort of just like all coming up and all... Uh, kind of this um, releasing of our stuff and our responsibility to go, okay, what do I need to do different as opposed to, I hate that person or I'm so mad they're doing it. Like this typical thing that we've done, which has been about, it's all about somebody else doing something to me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I haven't done anything wrong. They've done it all wrong. And of course, 
uh, with that whole uh, Juno, the Balance Act, which is about, yeah, I haven't done anything wrong. And they're like, they're the, the, the evil one. They're the one that's making it all happen. They're the machination, this kind of the fool, like that idea of how we see the fool, right? Somebody who's manipulating us or being manipulated. And instead finding the balance, which is Libra, that energy of what's the truth? Like, yeah, this happened, or I didn't take responsibility. This person did this thing. So what do I really need to do? So in a sense, it's that energy of releasing or forgiving or allowing what uh, kind of overthinking ourselves, like ourselves, mm -hmm. like how we have been to ourselves, like I have been like hard and cruel, which is kind of part of that whole Scorpio thing, like um, vicious to myself and to others or thinking that way and how can I release that energy so I am not trapped in it because if we do not deal with all of the stuff that's coming up this water this information I think there's going to be a lot of information that's going to come up and uh, we're going to be maybe angered by what we discover because um, there's going to be stuff rising and it's probably going to kind of go under and hide again for a while, because as we're going through these retrogrades, it's kind of like we need to rethink it, but we can't rethink uh, what other people do, but we can rethink how do I do this differently? And um, that's the whole point. And I think that's what you were saying Lou, about this, uh, the Chiron and Taurus, um, Chiron and um, Uranus with it, the sevens, the seven is again, the researcher, the reflector, the idea of getting insight. This is about intuition, getting the intuition, the hit. Oh, if I do something different, I'll have a different outcome as opposed to expecting someone else to fix mm -hmm. the problem for me. Uh, so this is a lot about breaking away from a system where we have been indentured to mm -hmm. uh, somebody else being in charge. And of course, with Chiron giving us the opportunity to go, this is my wound, this is the uh, energy of change. That's the Pluto um, focus of um, Scorpio. And where's Mars? Mars is Aquarius. Yeah. In Aquarius. So, yes, so Mars giving us uh, at 26, which is also an eight. And those eights are not just about leaving a legacy or creating a legacy they're very grounded it's like this is leadership energy you know this is the four and the eight that we have this year the two four and eight this is all about making it real what do i need to do different to take responsibility to have a different experience to move myself out of being a, a victim in some way uh, and i think that also speaks to that uh, juno like you know we can't nobody else can help us if we're not willing to help ourselves right as long as we're sitting there going you do it for me you make it work and i certainly uh, have been there myself it's like yeah somebody else fix this problem somebody else do something different so i can have a different experience mm -hmm. and it doesn't work like that right so i think for me when i look at this chart it's a lot about this idea like we've been showing you the way we've been repeating mm -hmm. this but this is like you have to take things into your own hands. You have to stop whining about things, stop focusing on things that aren't your business, stop making these stories up and just start looking at, well, what do I want? And what are the steps to get me where I need to go? What do I want for myself? What do I want for my family? What do I want collectively for the community, for the world? Oh, I believe in that. 
then I kind of have to put my money where my mouth is, right? I have to do the things and stop waiting for somebody else to do it. I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing about the purging energy of this, of this lunation that I see. It, it kind of, uh, the good thing about purging <laughs> and going deep within and changing and learning new things is that you discover the real meaning at the bottom of it. And that's the, that's the hidden kind of gem in Scorpio energy. Is this this inner gold um, that you are kind of mining, if you like, to find, and also um, deep meaning in deeply bonded relationships, which relationships really matter to you? Um, Jen and I were talking as we prepared for this, and I was talking about how I'm purging my Facebook friends list, and it's not that I don't like these people or anything; it's just that I want to have a be able to post to friends only to people that have meaning in my life now you know the other people can follow me it doesn't mean I don't want to know them it's just (laughs) we want to I think there's a lot of paring down a lot of to what has real meaning and that's where you find the inner gold what really matters to you um and uh, that's really strong in this adding to that Pluto um, is the modern ruler of Scorpio and Pluto is um, just and they move so slowly I'd say it's really happening um, is approaching its second um, exact square to Eris the goddess of discord and chaos who's really ripping away the picket fence of what's going on in the world so we can kind of see the bullshit that's been hidden behind and um, she's uh, conjunct Lilith um in, in this um on this chart on this full moon chart so there's there's a lot of purging there as well and and like we you know we'll see things we didn't see before and we've got to dig that up and chuck that bit out with the water as well so you know <laughs> so it's a very it's a very cleansing overall petler purging cleansing and so that we can you know we're being to pare down and simplify in in major ways in our lives the virus is doing it you know we're um we, we're just not going shopping now really so we're not buying, <laughs> we're not buying the stuff that we did before there's some interference on the line so i apologize if right. that's recording <laughs> yeah i don't know if you hear it you're it's all just part of yeah, it's part of what's going on with the energies at the moment. So yeah. if it comes through in the recording, we can't help it. <laughs> right. That's, good. That's the way it is. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is all part of it that, you know, and it's just even talking about interference in terms of how so many things can interfere. And one of the things about Scorpio energy is it can be uh, very um, cruel or... Um, very self-focused on what other people are doing uh, and not wanting to like it's wanting to get revenge right exact revenge and so we can it's there's the danger of being revengeful as opposed to activating what you desire like uh, you know venus is about our uh, value system and um the idea of what we owe, right? It's not just what we accumulate or how we're living, uh, but uh, what we owe, the debt we owe. 
And so when we think about that, it's very karmic. The energy is very karmic because what karma is, is unfinished business. So how do we finish business? We finish it by, by deciding, I don't want this thing in my life anymore. I don't want somebody else deciding for me. I want to decide. I want to take responsibility. I'm going to choose my path. So I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not waiting for somebody else to do something. And that's the, the how you, you kind of balance out this energy of Scorpio, which, mm. you know, what is it all about? I was just thinking, Lou, as you were talking, was about this whole thing about sexuality, right? And this part about abuse of, of people uh, sexually. Usually, and, you know, all abuse, but, you know, it just feels like there's so much because that's our deeper desires is Pluto, right? So a lot of that abuse that happens is about power, right? Trying to have power over someone like a child or someone, a woman who is, uh, can't speak for themselves or needs to follow certain rules. So how do we break those patterns? We have to now uh, stop uh, accepting the idea that somebody could do those things to us, right? So we need to kind of strengthen our systems around that, connecting with one another, having uh, information out there so people know, oh, this is not okay. There is something else. I can speak up for myself. I can tell someone. We need to have these kinds of um, kind of like those old ways when you think about connecting with one another so we know that we can ask instead of hiding. This is something shameful. This is embarrassing. I can't tell you. I can't tell you about my debt. I can't tell you I owe this money. I can't tell you I overspent. I can't tell you somebody's abusing me. Um, and instead, go. Uh, how do I? How do I share how I feel? And how do I say it's not okay? I don't like it. It doesn't matter whether it's okay or not. I don't like this, and I want people to know about it. I want help. I want to be able to break through this energy of being oppressed and being suppressed. And I think that's what's so important to me in this, um, you know, in this time and in this chart here is this thing, like we have to help ourselves. This is the way forward. We have to take action. Like you was, you know, like you were saying, like, okay, I want my friends to just be my friends, like the ones I feel connected to. So you're taking action, right? You are, unfriending those that you know instead of just sitting there waiting to be annoyed if they do something right yeah. or just i have no feel no connection with them somehow you know we start we all accepted all these facebook friend requests because we had a hundred other friends not because we actually had ever talked to them or <laughs> because we thought we were supposed to do those yeah, things exactly yeah and it's like wait i don't care it's like this is this energy of I understand that that's the way you want to do it, but I don't want to do it that way. And so I'm doing something different. And do I need someone to help me? Do I need to ask different questions? How do I approach it? Really getting super active or proactive in your own experience, as opposed to just being, uh, just like, let's say, lying there and thinking of England, right? You know, this kind of idea of, you know, waiting for someone else to say, is that what you want? Do you like this? And going, let me just tell you what I want. Okay. Let's, let me get clear about what I, want, what I want. And I think that's the point of all of these retrogrades following this uh, Scorpio full moon mm-hmm. is 
now we're going into the depths of this energy you know the personal planet venus and then the others are all kind of our communal energy and things that we have shared over thousands of years we've shared belief systems that are now winding down we are being proved through this virus that a lot of things people said were true or not true and a lot of things people said we had we don't have yeah. and um yeah so it's changing our values we like we don't need to go shopping for those things that we did to distract us mm -hmm. right yep and if you're bored <laughs> find a hobby no i'm just like <laughs> we'll go plant your garden or something but you know the the um the the nodal shift is going to be huge as well and that's um that's two days before this full moon that's another it's kind of this big kind of it just feels this whole lunar cycle it started um yesterday as we record this and with the taurus new moon conjunct uranus it's kind of going to shock us a bit about of our, what, what we really value and then when we reach the full moon with all these shifts of energy and all these retrogrades happening it's this big shedding it's just and then going within going within we're going to I kind of think we're going to be pretty much social distanced for the rest of the year, really, and and spending more time in our homes and really having to focus on what brings us joy in our homes, what brings us joy in our families without having to be out in that outer world all the time, doing, doing, doing. We're being asked to go within and be, not do, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if we're going to be social distance the whole year, but we're certainly going through the next year, I would imagine, where we're going to have to deal with this in one way or another, where we are in transition. I didn't mean the formal social distancing, but I think we're not going to want to be going to the large, well, all, most large events are cancelled for the rest of the year in like sporting, music concerts, that kind of thing is what I'm thinking yeah i don't oh, mean right i don't mean never go near anybody i just mean <laughs> yeah i see what you mean yes i agree right? <laughs> we're going to want our distance and we want our yeah. space and it's so interesting that expression like so many of us say just give me my space i need my space well no. now what are you doing with the space you've been given right like yeah. how are you dealing and and you know like even if you think well i've got all these children all these people in my life and but these are choices you've made now i'm not saying that as a punishment or you should suffer i'm just saying like if you just sit down and take a reckoning mm -hmm. of what it is your life is at this point mm -hmm. i made a choice or you know this happened and i went along with it you know regardless it's a choice you've made and now you have to figure out how it's going to work for you so it's not like pointing fingers it's just like okay this is what my situation is what can i do remembering we still have innovation this is the beauty of all this air that's coming in is the recognition i have the ability of my mind my intuition to use it to create something new to rethink because remember we in the retrograde we're rethinking we reflecting we reconsidering is this something i want to do how do i do it now i have children at home what do i do now I have this situation where I'm getting less income or uh, my whole business is changed or my work is uh, at risk. 
What do I want to do? What are the choices I'm making? What do I need to uh, not only uh, just exist in this time, but really start the ball rolling, just kind of start thinking about it. Um, because with a nine month, we know things are ending. And uh, we also know in the seed of ending is a beginning. And there's the connection to the other, to the world around us. But we really have to start recognizing Right? I mean, we've been going around numb, like, okay, let me shop, let me go here, let me do this, let me, you know, distract myself and just be numb to what's happening in the world around us. And now we're kind of going like, wait a minute, how do we get food? How, is there enough food? Is there going to be enough of these things? Do I really believe all of the stuff? Like everyone's throwing information at us and we're like, I don't know if any of this is true. And so we have to now start discerning, okay, Here's a jumble of facts. Here's a jumble of, I don't know, information. I don't know if it's facts, but here's a jumble of information. What seems to connect with me? And let me just kind of go through what I've been experiencing so I can go, okay, that makes sense for me now. Or this is what I'm choosing. Or this is the path I'm taking to understand my role and what I'm choosing and how I'm creating or leaving my legacy or my connection to the world and yeah you kind of made me think of something then when you said about at home with children a i kind of feel for them so far it's been a shock being thrown into homeschooling <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, awful like i mean i really do agree with you oh yeah. but but i will say with venus in gemini gemini is a sign of youth and children as well and um venus is our relationships I am starting to see it with some of my friends that have kids already, that they are realizing that children actually like to learn, but yeah. you, but not necessarily in the way our education system has done it. So you're not going to make them sit at the dining table for the whole day <laughs> because it's most people are just tearing their hair out when they've been trying to do it that way. Yeah. Um, you know, you, here's your chance to rethink that you know completely too now i'm not saying don't complete don't do any schoolwork, but maybe a bit of schoolwork, then get them out in the garden with you planting potatoes they're going to learn from that you know and well, you know, and let them entertain themselves so what children actually are pretty good at entertaining themselves if you let them <laughs> very true and i think also is this idea of learning through experience like we have got so um kind of numbed out with the way that schooling is you just send your kids somewhere they just go off, oh it's kind of like this babysitter out there I don't have to worry about them right somebody's taking care of them but really the education system is uh, not that great here and, and I'm not talking about the level of what people because I know there's a lot of good teachers and all that but it's like you're just numbing people out just learn the stuff uh, so you can vomit it back you have to learn it in this way don't we want to have opinions and critical thinking and stop to just like feeding them a movie i mean you can do those things like watch a movie and you can even say to your kid let's talk about it or write an essay about what you found interesting that at least you're asking them to come up with their own opinion or go do and create something outside or let's do this together I think too, it's an opportunity to realize how smart kids are. Like yeah. they know things. What are they interested in? Why don't you focus on, you know, developing the, the best schools in the world? I think they're in Finland, right? And yeah. they actually 
group the kids together and okay you can't do that but you can certainly do this as a group at home if you have more than one kid and they create the projects they want to work on and they decide the things they want to do to create the project which is you teach you building leadership by going what's the project everyone decides then you choose a project then who's going to do what and people choose uh, roles and you know, you're teaching them way more than they probably would be learning in traditional school. Way more useful stuff anyway, you know. <laughs> and you're teaching them to think for themselves as well. You you know, let them be bored some of the time, you know. They will find something to do and they will suddenly start um, learning something themselves. They look up unschooling if, you, <laughs> if you're struggling with it. Stop trying to force it back into the box that was, because I don't think any of that's going to go back to how it was either. I think uh, when we eventually come through this major time of transformation, I think I suspect all our systems will look very different too. Which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which as they should, because oh, we've yeah. been complaining about it for years that they oh. don't work, right? So now we have, this is our opportunity to go, well, those don't work. What are we looking for? Why don't we look, at the intelligence of the thing or the child or the experience and allow that to teach us. You know, I grew up, we didn't have TV. We didn't have any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So we were, uh, when we were bored, we had to make our own entertainment. And I'm actually really glad that I spent that time without having that, you know, something that would just distract me. Mm -hmm. like, it's one thing if you're doing it because you're interested and you're doing it for yeah. entertainment as opposed to just kind of, blowing out your life and your experience mm -hmm. by just watching stuff you know and also being aware of what you're watching because you're going to filter everything has to come in and now you have to filter it and if you're taking on ideas and and uh, things about what other people are teaching you are those things you believe in are those the things you really want to live your life by and if you don't have a yard to send them out in get them cooking with you things just you know there's just ways and children will not stay bored for very long, to be honest. They've just been taught to think for themselves in, in our society very much. Um, let them complain <laughs> that they're bored for a while and they'll then just say, go find something to do. Exactly. Boredom <laughs> is the, uh, you know, is the mother of invention. We're in an innovative time. Let your children guide you in those ways and, it's not just your children. It's the people who are alone by themselves. Like, what if you're alone? Like, you can buy into that idea that being alone is a terrible thing and I don't know what to do. And you might go through that part. You may go through the grieving. But then it's like, okay, what do I need to do to kind of reconnect? Mm -hmm. Feel the emotion. Express myself. Feel connected to the world that I can't touch, right? If we're going to connect through our minds, through our ideas, through this is what's so exciting i mean even for children adults whatever for all of us that's for me definitely i'm excited by the idea of expressing ideas sharing ideas and then perhaps starting something like we may not start anything now because we have all these retrogrades but we certainly have the opportunity to rethink our approach yeah. and what we want to bring in because we're going to be starting in june right a whole new uh kind of cycle through the year of what we're bringing or putting our focus on and with the eclipse. amazing opportunity sorry yeah and, and the eclipse is coming yeah it's, right. uh, 
What a year we're in, I tell you. Yeah, <laughs> talk about next year jen oh there's more to come <laughs> last year everybody said there'd be nothing more to talk about but look we've got so much to talk about and it's all different yeah exactly um, right but one of the biggest mm-hmm. transformative years um right i mean it was, yeah you, when you think about being in, so, in a new time right where everything is falling apart like you have to give yourself some slack remember we talked about the forgiveness forgiving yourself for getting it wrong or whatever there is no wrong it's just a choice you made now you make a different choice um, but i think what's interesting with the nodes having moved into gemini and uh, sagittarius in the drain with the south node is in the sagittarius so i think that's going to start draining this idea of religion and um, how so many of us have been captivated by someone else's belief system or way of doing things about our spiritual health and and our bodies and all of this and how we have um, kind of adapted to that. And now we're looking for a new way. We're looking because, you know, with Gemini's bringing in all of this information into the light, into our minds, into our field of exploration and um, thinking differently, changing our minds, Mm -hmm. uh, expanding our thoughts, connecting with each other on the airwaves. I mean, the online stuff, I mean, that's just the perfect uh, kind of expression. And it's not the only one, but of being connected through our minds. Through our I, agree. I, I totally agree with you that um, the South Node in Sagittarius, with everything else that's happening as well, is, is I think, you know, people are, after this virus and when we're allowed to gather again, will people go back to church all the time? Or will they think, oh, <laughs> you know, and but we but to say that the, the nodes are a bit like a tug of war in, in um, collectively, we do see that as, as the nodal shift into the new signs approaches that uh, some of the old ways are really trying to hang on to it still, <laughs> hang on to that control and the dogma and you must do it this way and things. So it's up to you to use your uh, filtering to make, find out what's now true for you. And as, as we said, it's a year and a half with the nodes are in the new signs. So this is not going to happen overnight. One thing I noticed, Jen, we hadn't talked about is um, as we speak today, in fact, right as we were recording, Ceres has moved into Pisces and she'll be at three degrees on this um, full moon and Venus is at a three. And I always kind of think of of Venus and Ceres as very um, associated with the natural world, uh, both of them. And uh, so we've got that energy as well. So uh, we talked a lot about three on the new moon. So I don't know if you just want to give people a quick refresher on the three, because I think that's pretty right. important too. Absolutely. I mean, the whole thing here with Sirius is kind of, if you think about the great mother or the, the mother of the harvest in the sense of now being in this watery energy, uh, uh, the kind of the influence of Neptune, which is about creation, right? remembering that that would be the creation of planting seeds that would have to grow Mm -hmm. so it's very much a time of um 
allowing yourself to experience something different, especially when we're thinking about the three and then the Venus that the kind of, you think about Venus being the energy that rises from the water, right? We have all those uh, kind of pictures, Aphrodite rising from the water. Uh, um, so that idea that they are connected in that way, that they are connecting through the water, through the energy of flooding or, um, through the, the water waves of how we can uh, multiply. And th three is this energy of being curious, um, loving oneself into existence, because we need to express who we are. And we need to move away from uh, somebody's giving me permission to express who I am. It's really like, okay, what do I want to express? What needs to come out of me? And when I say express, I mean, um, not just with our words and a voice, but maybe through art, maybe through the way we cook, maybe the way we relate to the people around us, how curious we are in a delighted way, in a joyful way to express the energy of who we are, to express our opinions, not in an argumentative way, which I think is really interesting now when we're looking at people, there's a lot of arguing or kind of clinging to like what you were talking about Lou in terms of the the the, the um the south note in Sagittarius I'm going to cling to my uh, beliefs and no one's going to take it away from me I'm going to cling to the idea that somebody yeah, else right. Say, <laughs> right, right. and like just think about what happens when water runs through that stuff that you yeah. get swept away yeah. so the only thing that's going to keep you grounded is when you find the thing that's uh, that you can relate to, that you know it's true. Because if you are running around uh, talking about somebody else's idea, there is no ground. Like you don't really know more about that opinion. You can't really talk about it because it's just like, oh, I'm just blurting out what somebody else told me. And so there's nothing there behind it. So uh, what gives you your grounding and your sense of, of connection and that connecting to those uh, um, Ceres and, and Juno and, and Venus and some of the other female energies, this intuition is like, I know who I am. I know why I believe it or I want to explore it. Let's explore it. Let me ask questions. Let me respond and get clearer about why I think this or what I need to do next or what this looks like. And this then takes us into that researching energy, right? The you know, the resurrection of who I am, the rebirth, we've talked about the renaissance of all of this energy, that comes from the three, that child energy of that willingness to be totally curious and open and explore and not fear failure, but be, you know, so willing to express and so free to just express and love who you are and just love everyone else expressing themselves. Isn't this great, right? Yeah, it's... um yeah i don't know what else to say <laughs> right but yeah so, well i think we should probably move on to the symptoms in a minute but, uh, I, I was just going to say one thing and i know there's a lot of things here that we haven't addressed everything of course we can't but uh, in terms of children gemini is that energy of uh, connected to children to the expression of the voice and being uh, liberated mm. from um being told to be quiet, mm -hmm. being told 
that your opinion doesn't count. And we need to start looking at the wisdom of children and looking at the wisdom of our elders and looking at the wisdom of our the collective of the people around us, our neighbors, our friends, our let's innovate and create together because as well instead of just power. Yeah, a lot about what? a lot about listening in Gemini. I don't know what's going on with our sound. It's kind of weird. This <laughs> fear. Uh, okay, so <laughs> symbols. I'm gonna read. Yes. I'll read the Chandra symbol first. I think so. Uh, people holding hands around a table. One candle is burning in the middle of the table. Intimate depths of camaraderie. Forces joined by spirit call gathering in the name of a greater vision, pooling resources, tapping what each does best, both inside the self and in soul links with others, avid to combine forces, the drive to fuse, passion, desire, intent, a surge of power, being hugely drawn to consume separativeness and attain to unity and wholeness a path or journey that will put you through every test and trial imaginable, fierce resolve, and encountering shadows and dissipations so thunderous and multiplex that it will take everything it has inside to see this one through. And that's kind of, it's a very deeply powerful one. And and that speaks to the um, power and powerlessness of the Scorpio energy, but um, but if you really tap into your deep resolve and um, and the deep the people you have deep bonds with as well to pull resources with, this is about going intimately deep with people, not um, not talking about sex. This is more that you can do, but <laughs> but this is but this is talking about real soul connection and really kind of coming together to um to face what what really is kind of kind of kind of a difficult time so right and and two the vulnerability that requires to be intimate with another or even intimate with yourself right this idea of let me be truthful about my stories instead of holding them uh, holding on to them so that i'll i'll survive that people will see me in a certain way and just just letting go of all of that because that's the freedom being able to just truly be who you are right even at, even at a, a kind of shallow more shallow sense like nobody can get haircuts nobody can get waxed at the moment we're all <laughs> we're kind of all being pulled back into this more raw state right now which is another form of vulnerability so <laughs> yeah and, you know and, and that's very true like you know the vanity side of this like i look pulled together everything's good mm. it's just like it's all spilling out it's all there uh i don't need to hide it so somebody will approve of me and there's a freedom in that mm. I, I think too with this energy of scorpio there's so much of this idea that if i attack or i, I go first and i mm. take my revenge uh, you can't hurt me and it's like take back your power just stop this bullshit like no one can hurt you if you really start thinking about what's true for me i'm i believe my truth so if somebody doesn't believe it it's okay and if i'm hurt if somebody says something that's painful to me i can examine it i can tell them wow that really hurt did you mean it i can get 
I can get curious about this, right? Because I want that connection. I want to be close to myself. I want to be close to others. Instead of shutting down and going, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, shoot you with a poison arrow because, you know, it's kind of like that's the story of Eris, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right, the Sabian symbol. All right. A path through woods brilliant with multicolored splendor. The keynote, the exalted feeling of work well done and a truly consummated life. A person who has lived with faith, the transpersonal life, the life through which spirit radiates creatively and experience blessedness and peace, even though his or her cycle of experience nears its end. It has been a life full of seed. The seeds are hidden, perhaps, yet they are filled with the power to overcome cyclic death. The soul is at peace. The clear autumnal skies silently intone the great message. Well done. So here we see the smile of youth brought into a more mature spiritual culmination. Human nature is a magnificent symphony of warm, rich colors. Now that the strictly biological green of vegetation experiences its transfiguration. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah. To my mind, it kind of was like, okay, we're done with that old paradigm. Well done. You know, you you fulfilled that one, and now we're um, just be at peace with that, and and not go. I want it back, and all that kind of stuff. It's about moving on and transfiguring into um, a new multicolored splendor of possibility. Really, that's the maturation of accepting that that's at an end, and mm. celebrating. Mm. Well done, you did it. Let's move on. Oh, what else is there? There's all this color. There's all the seeds. It's funny. It talks about seeds. And we talked about how all the seeds through um, a series and uh, yeah. all of the seeding. And, and that's what this moon is about, right? Mm. It's recognizing instead of being so focused on what was, you want to be focused on, wow, how amazing. And look at these seeds. Which one do I want to follow? Which one do I want to uh, mm. nurture? I keep wanting to sing into the woods as well with this. <laughs> I might go and watch that film again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, remembering this is this is an experience. This is a joyful time to be alive because you are now in charge of your own destiny. And together we can change the things that we have moaned about mm. right? by focusing forward, not looking back, which doesn't mean we don't, bring together or into the, the the field the things we loved about the past right oh absolutely you're not yeah we've still got our the relationships and we've still got the home we live in and, things. Right. and what's good about all of that yeah. and where can we innovate and create and uh, yeah. be inspired exactly but you know we do want to acknowledge that it's challenging time so if you have individual questions about what's going on now um please please email them to weirdly magical podcast at gmail.com we're you know happy to feature one question on every episode um 
and and just to give a bit of uh, kind of energetic support as well that's you know we're, we're more than happy to do that uh but for now i think we'll just wrap it up and tell you where uh, you can find us online yeah jen right oh i'm going okay so uh i just uh, to um, kind of add on to what lou was just saying I think it's really important to understand that we're each going through our own experience of growth and wherever you are is perfect. And that's mm -hmm. where you begin. Uh, and if besides a question, if you feel like you need more support, both Lou and I do uh, private sessions. Mm -hmm. um, so there's definitely that way you can, you know, if you, you need that, it's available to you. So just be aware of that. We all have those subgroups, don't we? Membership. Yes, we both have groups. We both do private sessions. We both offer different varying things, uh, free and paid. So there's all different levels available to you. And we uh, are definitely uh, open to that. Mm -hmm. So um, that said, you can find me at jenduchen.com. And that's uh, J-E-N-1-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E. Com. And uh, if you're interested in the Illuminating Journey cards, you can find them on my website. Um, I already mentioned I do readings. I have a group on Facebook, We Belong Here. Um, I, um, where else? You can find me on my, I, I do YouTube weekly videos on YouTube. Uh, and you can find me, I think, under my name, Jendishin. I think it's Jendishin Illuminate 8. Um, and I have a Facebook page. You can find me on Facebook pretty much anywhere, everywhere. Um, you can just Google my name. I'm out there. And uh, I am Louise Eddington, louiseeddington.com, which is L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N. And it seems every time I talk, <laughs> the interference starts. Um, I'm the author of two books as well, Modern Astrology and The Complete Guide to Astrology, both of which uh, have got great reviews. So you can check them out on Amazon and Indie um, Sellers. Uh, they're on my website as well. So again, louiseeddington.com. And um, Cosmic Owl Astrology is my Facebook page, my YouTube page. I'd love any kind of likes on the page and follow uh, subscribers on YouTube. Um, also Cosmic Owl Astrology on Instagram. <laughs> so if you Google Louise Eddington or Cosmic Owl Astrology, you'll be able to find everything and you'll be able to find uh, my offerings on um, my Facebook. I mean, on my website and on Facebook. <laughs> so for now, it's uh, goodbye from Lou. Goodbye from Jen. I thought you'd gone for a minute. Goodbye. <laughs>